and welcome to episode 203 of the Dinner Sisters podcast, where two sisters taking on the nightly challenge of dinner. I'm Kate Schultz, living and working right outside Atlanta, Georgia, a mile and a half from Betsy. I'm a passionate cook and recipe collector, always thinking about my next meal. And I'm Betsy Wallace. I live, work, and raise a family here in Atlanta, Georgia. Love dinner time, can always use help planning and cooking for my family of five. My kids are seven, nine, and 11. And all back in school. So back in school for the time being, hopefully yeah. for a while, yeah. for a long time. Let's hope for th- through May. We're going to say through May. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Our goal of this podcast, we want to cook a little better, learn a little bit about food, and most importantly, figure out what the heck to have for dinner. And here's how it works. Every week, we have three recipes that we cooked and reviewed from popular food blogs, internet chefs, anywhere I can find a recipe while surfing the World Wide Web. We have all these recipes, tips, the smorgasbord, and a shopping list on our website at dinnersisters.com. All right. This week's recipes were a smoked turkey sandwich for a crowd from the kitchen, Vietnamese chicken salad by Vicky Pham, and ensalada de sandia y tomate, watermelon, sa- watermelon tomato salad with goat cheese and corn nuts by <laughs> Katie Button on Epicurious. Say that 12 times fast. Right. That last one. I feel like the first two recipes are like very simple. And the last one, just like all the words. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that is not our theme is long recipe titles. Instead, we're thinking about summer. Specifically, I'm thinking about my first summer living in the South. And don't get me wrong. I actually, I don't mind the heat too much. I like a hot summer to be swimming and to be doing all the fun summer things. But I tell you what, that humidity is no joke. It is no joke. I will go for runs and I look like I have been swimming. So um, (laughs) I was thinking about some cooling recipes to have for our summer dinners that are either no cook or super low cook, you know, kind of depending on how you make them. Uh, Like this is not a raw food episode. Don't worry. Uh, Just a few things to make when ice cream for supper isn't going to cut it. Yeah, this just gave a lot of good options for... um, a barely cooking, how can mm-hmm. we keep the house cool uh, situation, right. which is right. what some of us need. I know in different parts of the country, it's sort of heading back into pull your sweaters down weather, but not here. So, not here, man. Not yeah. here. <laughs> so first on that note, um, we have a smoked turkey sandwich for a crowd from the kitchen. And this is like a big old turkey sandwich that you make out of a sourdough bowl. And you've stuffed it full of like, deli turkey, cheese, and lettuce. So it's that's that's actually the direction. So I was like trying to describe it, but actually that's just how you make it. You take that boule, split it in half horizontally. Now a boule is uh, that round loaf of dough, uh, mm-hmm. bread, dough. Well, eventually it's dough originally. Um, so you take that round loaf, cut it in half horizontally, hollow out and remove most of the soft interior of the bread from each half and save it for another use. They suggest DIY breadcrumbs. I happen to be starving and spread mine with jam. So, mm. you know, mm-hmm. whatever floats your boat. Um, spread the cut sides of the bread, so the insides, with mustard. And then layer your turkey and cheese inside the bread bottom. Top with some butter lettuce. Put the top on your sandwich. Tightly wrap it up in at least a couple layers of plastic wrap. And then refrigerate for at least an hour or up to one day. Let's see how this goes. So I printed this recipe off and gave it to my girls and said, you are in charge. I cut the bread in half because that's a tricky part of this. And then it said, follow the recipe and you guys can make dinner. And so they did. I like a couple thoughts there. We had 
a they used the gray poupon mustard, which mm. was I don't know if it was like extra horseradishy, but oh. I did get it was a very thick layer of mustard on mm. here. And I can then, also picture a lot of reapplying of the mustard. I think that was I think they got overzealous. So <laughs> If you're thinking about giving it to your kids as a task for dinner, which I thought this actually worked really well for, right? Even a – this is like my second and fourth grader. So there is no – nothing complex. There's no turning on anything. It's like assemble these things and wrap them in Mm -hmm. saran wrap and put them in the fridge. So they did that after school. But they were really heavy-handed on the condiments because I I bought two mini bowls because that's what they had at Sprouts. Okay. And so I said they could do one with mayo and one with mustard, which actually was a really good idea, but just both of them were dripping with um, (laughs) the spreads. Okay. Yeah. 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 Word to the wise. At the end of it, like, how did the – other than the condiment situation? I mean, the taste was good. I'll tell you. Ryan was like, is this a recipe? I don't understand. It's just a sandwich. (laughs) Because it is just a sandwich. And I was saying, like – yeah, but I probably otherwise wouldn't have brought the wouldn't have put mm-hmm. together this bowl and you know put together this kind of wedges yeah. wedge type make ahead sandwich. So it is what it is. You're not right. going to be shocked here by right. your smoked by your turkey cheese and lettuce sandwich, right? But it's fun. It is fun, and I think that's why I picked it. Right? This was yeah. like um, also sometimes I don't know heat can make me a little cranky. Sometimes uh-huh. I do not want a like the incredibly complex meal you're just like i just want something that's a turkey and cheese sandwich and this i think makes it a little more like dinner and less like just slapping some bread together and i like the fact that you can make it the day before so if you know and our friend um maria feibach um a feature family tonight she's always talking about planning ahead for family dinners if you know you've got a family soccer practice and i feel like i don't have kids but all i hear from people with practices is they are timed to actually make your life pretty close to miserable. So like you're there at the field and then you got to home, you can go home for 15 minutes or you can't. So I can imagine just like bringing this loaf of bread filled with turkey sandwich to something like that, right? Make it the night before, throw it in your bag. Like you literally, <laughs> you could throw it like a football. This thing was so sturdy. You could. <laughs> it was very sturdy. That yes. is one of the, um, yeah, one of the things that I was was very nice about it. It's a yeah. tightly wrapped, sturdy dinner yeah. picnic football. situation, right? Yeah. Dinner football. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, this was um, a good reminder for me how delicious make ahead sandwiches are. I was thinking, Betsy, like I love a Granny Smith apple and a turkey uh-huh. and cheddar sandwich. You yeah. know, so maybe something like that. That would be. I good. think that would last. Um, I think they'd be crunchy and not too brown. I think we need to talk to Sue, our fruit and vegetable expert, to see what variety of apples would go in there. Um, the only caveat, so my caveat was um, I was at Whole Foods. And so the only bowl round loaf I could find was this delicious, amazing sourdough, right? With a real thick crust. Mm-hmm. And so I had um, a friend over for lunch and he tried to take a bite out of this bowl and it was a challenge. <laughs> so yeah, if, yeah. if you get a really that. crusty loaf, it might make it a little more difficult to eat because it's in that wedge shape. So I think if you had a little more softer bread, maybe something not quite as authentic rustic, but, you know, a little softer. Um, but, you know, when quizzed, he was a little doubtful about how this would last the day because I told him I was making it and then we had it for lunch. Oh, and right. he was like, I like a fresh sandwich. I'm like, well, 
we'll see how this goes. And he said it tasted great. So other than the sourdough, which was my choice. So a um, little, little tricky, to, which I don't disagree with. It was it was a bit a little tricky. Yeah, I can see that. My yeah. sprout spool was soft and yeah. not... Yeah. Not an issue. Yeah. Uh, so five out of five, honestly, because I would tell people to make this for the scenarios that we were just talking about. The picnic, the like all day soccer tournament, like mm-hmm. those mm-hmm. kinds of things. I think it's a great recipe for that. A great idea. Maybe not even a recipe, just an idea. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, nothing wrong. Super, super straightforward here mm-hmm. uh, directions. So also a good one to hand off to the kids if that's something Love that you're looking idea. for. Yeah. All right. Second recipe today is Vietnamese chicken salad by Vicky Pham. So, Betsy, I actually chose this, chose this one because I know how much you really love the Vietnamese flavor profile. This particular recipe was the best version I could find of a pretty common salad that's made in Vietnam called Go Gai Bap Kai. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce it. I did go online. Please correct me if I didn't do it well. Um, and I was looking around and I found Vicky Pham's blog. She's of Vietnamese heritage and started her blog in order to cook traditional Vietnamese dishes because she said her parents actually didn't teach her how to cook. And so she was kind of teaching herself, which I thought was really interesting. Uh, she's got beautiful photos and a whole bunch of recipes I'd love to try. And I'd recommend checking her out. So her blog is VickyFam.com. You know, we always have a link to that. But this isn't one that I was like, ooh, people I think might really get into her. So back to the salad. It's a mix of shredded chicken shredded cabbage, sliced onions, shredded carrots, and cilantro, dressed in a super light dressing of fish sauce, lime juice, sugar, garlic, and chili. To make it, you just poach and shred your chicken breasts, mix together the dressing ingredients, and add part of it to that shredded chicken. So you're really flavoring the chicken first, tossing to combine. Then you mix up your shredded veg and pour over the rest of the dressing. This includes the cilantro, by the way. Mix that all up and then add it back into the chicken. And when you're ready to serve, you just top it with more cilantro, some chopped peanuts, and fried shallots. So, Betsy, I'm, I, how did this go? I did choose well, it because I thought you'd like it. So, I'm curious. Yes. <laughs> well, we loved it. And I actually made this for lunch. And nice. I'll tell you my poaching situation. I don't think she gives poaching directions in this recipe, right? Because she I think she said she does. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I missed that. Because then I went online and I was just like, oh, I need to poach the chicken. How do I do this quickly? And I found a thing where it says boil some water and then leave it, like take it off the heat. Mm-hmm. And you can just leave your chicken breast in there. But she – that was on Recipe Tin Eats. And her one word of warning was like, if you have extra, like chicken breasts are larger now than they used to be. So mm. like, be careful if you don't have a, a small or a large, if you have an overly large chicken breast. And so mine weren't quite down in the middle. And then I was like, well, I guess I'm just going to boil this chicken breast. And so <laughs> I just turned it back on again <laughs> and it like got back up to a boil and then I stopped it again. And I thought I'd have really terrible chicken, but it was fine. Oh, good. Um, but I'll tell you, the poaching part, we had talked about this, and I almost bought a rotisserie chicken. Yeah. And then I didn't. And I think if you're really wanting to make this super easy, that might be the way to go. Because mm. the rest of it's just, like, dumped together and tossed. Yeah. I use my Instant Pot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's – Smart idea. Yeah, because it's kind of poaching it-ish. Anyway, yeah. it's a steamed heat. So I just put two chicken breasts in the bottom of my Instant Pot with a little oil so it wouldn't stick, half a cup of water, peppercorns, and salt. 
and then mm-hmm. 15 minutes and um, it was it was good to go. But yeah, I mean, poaching isn't... If you do it a lot, I think, I think you get like a feel for it. Kind of like if you're like hard boiling eggs or something, but... It's yeah. oddly not as straightforward as you would think it would be. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah that was my... I thought, oh, surely this is not going to be a thing. Yeah. Um, and then it sort of was. And I thought, oh, gosh, I should mention this just because mm-hmm. if you really are wanting to make this, which is fantastic, and I was happy the chicken absorbed all these like delicious yeah. flavors. And Ryan and I were really, really happy with this. And... But that little poaching mishap in the beginning, I thought, oh, all that could have been just avoided if I had previously shredded chicken or right. just a rotisserie chicken, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I could see making this with, like, leftover chicken. Like, if you do yeah. make some extra chicken breast or something one night when you're also making another recipe. Um, yeah. yeah. I used a bag of coleslaw mix for this. I did not I shred my cabbage because I, I yeah. don't like shredding cabbage anymore because then you're left with, like half of a cabbage. And um, I found coleslaw mix that had a, a bunch of red cabbage in it. So that was great. Um, she also says that this is traditionally served with kangi, which is like rice porridge because mm-hmm. it's so mild. And then the chicken is so flavorful, which I think would be a delicious contrast. Um, if you ever got up to it, I don't know, five out of five for me. I thought it was a well-written recipe. Love the ingredients. And I'd definitely make it again. Love a, yeah. love a slaw salad, you know? Oh, me too. And we've been eating a lot of bagged salads. Mm. And this made me realize that actually starting with just the coleslaw <laughs> mix, but then doing the yeah. rest of it yourself, like mm. making your own dressing and things, is actually not that much harder. And it was so, so much better yeah. than the Mediterranean Taylor Farms mix or whatever I've been yeah. picking up. You know, so if you've been doing that a lot lately and you're in a little bit of a bagged salad rut, (laughs) I would try this out. Nice. Nice. All right. What's the last one? Last recipe of the day is a watermelon tomato salad with goat cheese and corn nuts by Katie Button on Epicurious. (laughs) See, you are the one who told me about this recipe and I honestly thought you were kidding. You're like, I found this watermelon corn nut salad and I was like, "Uh oh, it's so... It's so weird, and <laughs> but not overly complicated. I was yeah. just like, well, this isn't too hard, In- but it's kind of out there, so that's Intriguing. Fun. And I was like, all mm-hmm. right, let's do it. Um, it is a salad of contrasts, I think is a good mm-hmm. way of putting it, right? Because you've got the creaminess of the goat cheese, that crunchy, salty corn nut, and then obviously those um, kind of delicious, summery watermelons and tomatoes. Uh, so I really love that part. And so to make it, this is a platter salad. We love a platter salad. So first you make your dressing, which is honey, vinegar, and salt in a small bowl. And then you add in some olive oil until it's emulsified. You crush up your corn nuts, actually, in a food processor until finely chopped. And then what you do is you just arrange wedges of heirloom tomatoes in a dish in a single layer. Sprinkle that with some salt. Put watermelon wedges on or slices on top and sliced sweet onion. And you drizzle that with that honey vinegar dressing. And then you crumble goat cheese on top and put tarragon leaves, too, if you're feeling really fancy. And then sprinkle the whole thing with the corn nuts for that crunch. Serve immediately, probably, so the corn nuts keep their pop. (laughs) (laughs) I actually saw what you did to make this more family friendly. And I'm curious, Betsy, how this turned out for you. Yeah, because it's a salad platter, you can really easily 
scale this up and down, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You just kind of arrange about as much as you want, pour right. a little bit of the dressing on, and you're fine. And so I made a platter of this, but I did half the platter with the salad and then half the platter with just plain watermelon because yeah. – I thought, you know, I'm, whenever you cut up a watermelon anyways, there's so much of it mm, that mm-hmm. I thought, let's just kind of do this half and half. I just couldn't stop eating Ugh. the cornbread yeah. half, Kate. It yeah. was so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, the, the recipe is from like a chef. So this is a restaurant uh-huh. recipe, which I think sometimes I'm like wary of because, ugh, you know, it's kind of a pain in the butt. And you can tell it's a chef recipe because they're like, if you can find Spanish corn nuts. I was like, oh. Uh. Yep. Yeah. I'll look for those. Lucky I didn't get the ranch corners that were. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I was like, hmm, I will be searching for those Spanish corn nuts. Um, mm." Mm. Uh, But you can kind of tell a chef recipe when they are simple enough to make. You're like, oh, because they're a little surprising. Right? Yes. Yeah. They have Mm -hmm. that element of like unique flavor combos sometimes. And I really like that. And I also love a salad that has like a lot going on. And there's like a phrase. That this um, that I've heard of before, it's like a British phrase. It's kind of things are more-ish. You want ah. to eat more of it. You want more yeah. and more of it. And this had that feeling for me. Like I was like, oh, just one more bite. Oh, just one more bite. Um, yeah. I like I have a five out of five. I've got no complaints. Um, and I think you're right. I would honestly like cut up some watermelon and cherry tomatoes and pour this dressing on top. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and then like throw in some crumbles of goat cheese that I got hanging around and maybe pound out a couple corn nuts. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I sometimes do that if I have extra re- extra ingredients from recipes and I'll, like, kind of half – like, I'll yeah. make it kind of, like, quick and dirty version of it that I would not take a photograph of. Maybe TikTok. Maybe that's what I'll put on my TikTok is my quick and dirty version of the salad. Probably skip the tarragon. Not going to lie. That doesn't stay long in my house. It's a delicate herb. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. It It is definitely something that you can do like that. That there's mm-hmm. really – you know, that's kind of – a one way to make this, if you are feeling like you would like to try it, but mm-hmm. likely your entire family might not want to eat it, mm-hmm. there, you know, just make a little bit for yourself and see how right. it goes. Right. Yeah. And I think, too, if you're not serving to fussy people, but rather trying to impress people at a barbecue, like bring a fun dish or have people over, um, this would be a salad. I'd be like, oh, just try a little bit of this. I think it'd be one of those talked about dishes for sure. Yes, it is a statement platter salad. Mm. New term, statement platter salad. <laughs> <laughs> like a statement necklace, but a salad. Yeah, yeah, that kind of that's that is a good picture, mental picture here. <laughs> All right, wrapping up, what was your favorite on the week? I went back and forth between the watermelon salad and the chicken salad, and the chicken salad won because yeah. um I loved it. It kept a couple days in the fridge. I ate it, and it was so delicious. How about you? I'm going with the chicken salad too, Kate. I just, we didn't, I didn't think I would be that surprised and delighted by the flavors Mm. because it just, um, it was so bright and so fresh and herbs and chicken. And I thought it was going to taste like my bag salad, to be honest with you. And it was so much better. So, I mean, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, if any of these recipes sound good to you, make sure to check out our show notes and a grocery list at dinnersisters.com. There we've got links to all of our recipes, any tips or techniques we talked about. And if you'd like to chat more with us, you can always ask to join our Dinner Sisters Facebook group. Search Dinner Sisters Podcast on Facebook and you will find us. All right, Kate, let's talk a little bit more about some 
favorite tomato recipes, which just before we get into this, was mm. also one of the topics of the newsletter this week. So if you're not signed up yet, go to the website, sign up for the newsletter, and you know, get yeah. topical, topical uh emails like this. Exactly. Yeah. I thought we'd talk about our favorite sum- summer tomato recipes because of the newsletter. I was inspired by your topics. And also just kind of remind folks of fun things that we've made in the past, right? So mm-hmm. um, I was <sighs> stone fruit and tomato panzanella, classic, episode classic. 22. If you've heard of us do one episode in the summer, I think we, we talk about the salad in the winter sometimes. So we're like, do you know that stone fruit salad? <laughs> Yeah, I can't wait to make it. Can't wait to make it. So yeah. this, this is your sign. You should you should really make it. It's episode 22, all about tomatoes. Um, in that episode, also, Betsy, remember the savory tomato pound cake? I do. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, like that a, was a good one. Good one. That, and you said, I remember you saying, like, this is a special, like, once a season thing to make because it's really mm-hmm. rich. You're not going to, like, continually eat tomato pound cake, right? Um, but I've yet to make it this season. So that was on my list. How about you? Yeah. What um what about tomato recipes? Well, we had a buttered ginger tomatoes in episode 82 and it was just a really nice, bright, fresh. It's simple. Mm-hmm. It's just like butter, ginger, tomatoes and you put it on some rice or you kind of you could probably put it on like over a little toast, something like that. But that ginger flavor and the butter with the tomatoes is a little bit different for me because I feel like I'm eating a lot of tomato basil, like yeah. going the Italian route. And so this just, I was, I remember being surprised at how much I liked that, liked that combination. And I haven't made it again this year. So that's a good thing to remember. And Joy Manning wrote a summer quinoa pilaf recipe. Mm-hmm. That we made, and I have made it a lot since then. Yeah. And it's just really a delicious, hearty, kind main of workhouse, workhorse of a salad. You know? Exactly. Yeah. It's one of those grain salads that you can just really pack a lot of veggies in, and everyone loves it. It's delicious. We'll link that up too. Mm-hmm. But that is something I would recommend making right now. Yeah. I think it's one of those you could shove a ton of cherry tomatoes in there. If you're looking mm-hmm. for a way to get rid of your cherry tomatoes or use up your cherry tomatoes if you're a gardener, I feel like sometimes those multiply. Um, so the other thing I want to talk about, Betsy, is things we want to make. Speaking of the pound cake, this is what made mm-hmm. me think of this topic. Things we want to make before the summer is over. I have two new recipes that I want to make. One is a strawberry spoon cake I saw in the mm. New York Times cooking, which is just like a very kind of dense batter that you layer a bunch of strawberries on top and you bake until it's just set. And then you mm. spoon this cake, which I was like, oh, with the vanilla ice cream. Sounds good. Sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other one was Smitten Kitchen had a new recipe out. She had to bake farro with summer veggies. And it's like the farro grains, that chewy, nutty whole grain with mm-hmm. roasted summer vegetables that you put, um, I think it's just like cheddar cheese on top and broil. And there's just like this veggie bake. Mm. With grains. Nice. Yeah. Right? Which I kind of like, kind of going back to your tomato basil comment, I feel like I eat a lot of salads this time of year. Sometimes it's nice to eat something that's cooked. <laughs> yeah. So if you can handle yeah. it and you can handle your house getting a little bit warmer, um, that's one. And another was mom was talking about sun tea. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. need to make some sun tea. So that's on my list. How about you? I just want to make a tomato pie. So, oh, yes. 
I haven't made one all summer. I don't even know if I made one last summer. And that is really one of my favorite things to Mm. eat. And you can only really make them right now. Yeah. Right in August when the tomatoes are out. So I would like to make one of those before summer is over. Yum. Yum. All right. Coming up next week, vegetables that can haunt gardeners. We're talking about zucchinis. Yes. And if you have a garden and you've ever grown zucchini, they're a prolific vegetable. And so we <laughs> are continuing um, our tradition, our streak of summer, very summery recipes. And we're going to talk all about zucchini this coming week um, and continuing our tradition for this like season, summer season episodes. You and I both found recipes. So that should be fun. All right. So that's what's for dinner this week. See you next time on The Dinner Sisters. We'll save a spot at the table for you. Would you like a little dinner in your inbox every week? Subscribe to our newsletter by going to our website at dinnersisters.com. Also there, we have show notes and everything we talked about in this week's episode. If you have some dinner ideas, you can always send us a DM on Instagram or Facebook, or you can send us an email at dinnersisterspodcast at gmail.com. We also have a Patreon, which we're stocking full right now, full of fun stuff. So you can always find us over there if you'd like to support the podcast, patreon.com backslash dinnersisters. And most importantly, if you get a chance, please share our show. That's how people get to know us. And that's how we grow our Dinner Sisters community. Thanks and happy eating. <music>